Hello and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at High View Church, and today I am joined in the church office by Pastor Chad and Pastor Josh. How's it going, guys? Good, good. Glad to be back. It is great, great to be back. Absolutely glad to be here. Man, it's... uh. It's been a minute. Are we've you all sure? we've all been. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, Are you I'm sure. sure I'm sure. I'm very happy to be back. <laughs> all right. Um, it's uh, here. We are. <laughs> we've all been at home for a few months. Now it feels awkward. We're like, am I? I'm not supposed to. Now, now what? Now what? What do we do? <laughs> um, well, no. It is good to be back. And if you've been keeping up with us during this uh, time of social distancing and. Uh, sheltering in place, then you know we've been doing these podcasts live on Facebook, and uh, I think that's something we we might want to try again in the future. Figure out how we can make our office space appealing to a live video audience. Uh, but today we are actually going to uh, be re-recording an episode that we recorded during the uh, the social distancing stuff, uh, just to give it another shot. We had some technical difficulties, and uh, but we are in the middle of a series through. The five solas of the Reformation. These are five key doctrines of um, theological distinctions that the Reformers uh, really fought to make during their day uh, for very uh, specific and very um, some somewhat intense reasons. The church was losing a lot of, of core doctrine or had lost, and so these guys were trying to reclaim a, a right view of justification, of salvation, uh, and just of the Christian life in general. So uh, we are in this series. We've talked about a couple of these solas, which uh, if you have not listened to the rest of the series, go back, start over, start from the beginning, and uh, you know learn what sola means. Of course, we, we learned in our introductory episode that sola uh, just translated means alone. So these are things that uh, we're looking at as uh, things that we alone can depend on for salvation. And today... We are going to be talking about sola fide. Sola fide. Uh, why don't uh, Pastor Chad? Why don't you give us a breakdown of what is sola fide? Sure. Yeah. The the reformers were dealing with specifically the doctrine of how one is made right with God. Is is exactly how that works. And um, I've heard. Sola fide, actually, and the the controversy around sola fide, faith alone. That's what the that's what that means. Faith alone. So, faith alone is what ultimately makes us right with God. Faith in the finished work of Jesus making yep. us right with God. Um, but I've I've heard the uh, I've heard sola fide described as the material cause of the Protestant Reformation. So it it it, it was the burning hot topic issue that led to the Protestant Reformation. And uh, and so understanding, too, that you had for uh, an extended period of time in the medieval church the increasing practice of things like indulgences and, and, and these other means that were considered to be ways one can be made right with God apart from faith. And so the Reformers were saying, no, it's only faith. Uh, not faith plus, but only faith ultimately that will justify us, that we are justified by faith alone. Um, and so uh, that's the that's it in a nutshell. And I think we mentioned this in our previous episode where we talked about solus Christus, that these are really tied together. 
Um, Very that, closely. That yeah. It's kind of hard to, to talk about one without talking about the other uh, because, you know, one, we're talking about the fact that we need faith and the, and the other, Sola Christus, we're talking about who the faith is in. Um, so why, why is that something to, to kind of keep in mind as we have this conversation about uh, sola fide, uh, Pastor Josh, why, why is it important to remember yeah. the connection between our the object mm-hmm. of our faith and faith right. itself? Yeah, I think the, the linchpin here is not necessarily in the faith, but it's in the substance of the faith. Uh, you know, because um, if, if we say, you know, um, we're saved by faith alone, um, that's true, but we, we also need to define what that faith is in. Yeah. You know, because um, we're not saved in by faith alone, faith in our good works, our faith in our attendance of a church service. We're, we're saved by faith alone in the finished work of Christ. That's how we're justified mm-hmm. by what he has done. So, uh, yeah, you can't really separate these two things. And I, and I think that's why, you know, the Reformers, as they're thinking through these uh, statements, um, they really grew over time. It wasn't, you know, like a, a one-time statement, but it was, it was something that was built over kind of the years um, as they um, thought through these these theological truths. So yeah, it, it's just crucial to know that we're saved through faith, by faith, but what's the substance of that faith? It's the finished work of Christ. Yeah, that's good. So uh, let's kind of carry that conversation into why was this an important theological distinction for the Reformers? What, why was this a truth that they felt like they needed to latch on to and uh, begin to uh, teach and correct the church at the time? I think it would be fair to say that the this particular doctrine was the the biggest issue the reformers were were fighting for because they saw it as central to how how salvation is understood. And mm-hmm. so like Josh was mentioning like, the, the the connection between like faith alone and Christ alone and that 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 connection which is uh, critical because one uh, focuses on the object of faith and the other is really the instrument itself that faith is you know so faith is um, is, is what we are placing in ultimately Jesus mm-hmm. right and so Jesus is the object of the faith so um, so they're, they're, they're both tied together and I think the reformers saw that connection yeah. really clearly and that is a big reason why they fought so hard they thought it was I think between this and Sola Scriptura, I think they those are the two main doctrines they were fighting for in a sense. And I think they saw them as so pivotal to the gospel that they were worth um, they were worth pursuing reformation for. And I think that's mm. important too. Like the, the reformers never had the idea of and it was never their intent to Become a, another part of Christianity yeah. to form Protestant split off of mm-hmm. Catholicism and uh, and become uh, their own sect, if you will, within yeah. you know worldwide Christianity. But uh, but they saw this as something worth fighting for and worth dividing over. They saw it as central to the gospel, and so uh, Luther, you know, famously said, "This is the article by which the entire church stands or falls." Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, when you see that. When you see the impetus they placed on it, I mean, it makes it, it makes it all the more powerful when you think about uh, how we got to this place. Right. I think it's it is really important to when you think about this particular doctrine to understand that you know this was not something. This was a, a reformation of something um, that the Catholic Church 
uh, held to. So the, in other words, the Catholic Church would not deny the importance of faith and salvation. What they denied was the alone part. Mm. They knew that you know, faith was required, and, um, but, it, but they brought works in, and they brought indulgence, different things in, yeah. in addition to it. And I believe it was Martin Luther who also said, um, we're saved by faith alone, but not a faith that is alone, right? right? And, yeah. and so he's yeah. trying to reform that, that their understanding of where works and faith, how they play. You know, uh, obviously works are a very important part of the Christian life, but that is a product of salvation, not um, a, a you know not the thing that gets you saved. Um, yeah. And so, drawing that distinction, I think, was one of the the key points of the Reformation. Uh, just noting that there is something different here about how one is saved, and then what happens after a person is saved, the fruit from it. Yeah, the there was a really pivotal council, church council that happened. Uh, in the 16th century um, called the Council of Trent. And at Trent, the Catholic Church stuck their stake in the ground and said, hey, listen, um, we are justified by faith and works. And particularly, they highlighted baptism. Mm -hmm. So baptism was something they were saying, this is um, it's faith and baptism. And they would also say that justification is... is um, uh, not not merely a legal decree God kind of says hey, you're justified but they would say that it is an ongoing state they, they would yeah. they would blur the lines between justification and sanctification for example and they would say you need to add hope and charity mm -hmm. and these other yeah. virtues to faith in order to be saved and that the, the instrument of your salvation or justification is actually your baptism and mm -hmm. so they, they they basically stuck their stake in the ground mid 16th century and said this is what the church is going to believe and so that yeah. at this point now you're in the mid 1500s and the protestant and the catholic church have officially put their flags in the ground and said this is where we're at on this issue mm. and at that point it became clear that there's going to be uh some type of reformation might not happen the way they thought it was going to happen yeah uh, and so, uh, and so here we are. For sure, I, I think another uh, important thing to remember. Again, we mentioned this at the beginning of the series. All of these five individual uh, solas are really closely tied in together. Uh, in that, like we would see, this one is pretty crucially dependent on the fact that they believed in Scripture alone. So when when the reformers were coming to the Scriptures, what they saw was not what the Catholic Church was teaching and, and practicing and doing. I mean, we can you know, pretty easily see that in verses like Ephesians 2, verse 8, where it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Uh, so the Apostle Paul was pretty clear to the Ephesians, as well as uh, to the church, uh, the Galatians. He says it also in chapter 2 and verse 16 in Galatians. He says, Yet we know uh, that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, so we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Uh, so I think the you know, Martin Luther and John Calvin and all these guys uh, weren't just saying, hey, this is the reformed view. They're saying, no, this is the right. biblical view. Right. This is what the scriptures teach. And so it's not just that you know, they were coming out with the latest blog post, with the latest perspective, or the latest you know take on things. They were saying, we've left what the scriptures teach. 
right. we've abandoned what what God's word actually says. We, we call it the Reformed view now. Right. They called it we're biblical. We're, 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 yeah. Right. We're trying yeah. to reclaim what the Bible actually yeah. teaches. Right. So uh, I think it's uh, crucial for us to remember too. We're not just following men who taught things that we agree with. We're we're saying we're siding with them that this is what the word of God says, right. and that we are justified by faith alone. So um, if that was a crucial distinction for those uh, you know, 15th century men, uh, the reformers, why should this still be an important distinction for us today? Uh, do you guys see that faith alone is something that needs to be reclaimed again in, in our day? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a doctrine that just has to be retaught continually. And, and the reason for that is because um, we, uh, by nature, um, think we can do it ourselves. You know, our sin nature kind of just causes us to have this rebellious, uh, we don't need God, we can kind of be our own savior. Yeah. And, and that's just rooted deeply, deeply within us. And so justifi- justification by faith alone is a very humbling doctrine. I yeah. mean, and, and uh, you know, you, you think of the Beatitudes and, and those who are poor in spirit, right? Mm-hmm. The, those are the, the people that basically will you know we'll we'll see god and we'll come to god and you you don't come to god with a a mindset of of being spiritually wealthy or you know in other words you have yourself together you come to the lord impoverished saying i I don't have anything and i think Mm -hmm. that goes against so many just um uh, of our cultural kind of understanding you know you can do it and 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 strive and be your best and and um you know uh, that just goes against so many things we're taught um and i I think as a church we need to be teaching this doctrine regularly like when we come to the cross we bring we bring our nothing that's what we bring to it Um, so So, as we uh as we think about that yes it's an important doctrine for us to reclaim today uh, just because there i think we all in our hearts um, have the tendency to lean into this. I can do it. I mean, that's, you know, our first parents, uh, Adam and Eve, they kind of had the same impulse, right? Even in their first sin was this, I want to, I want to make decisions. I want to be like God. I want to know what's right and wrong. Um, They were already made in God's image. And yet the temptation was you can become like God. And so we, in our own ways, want to be able to be sovereign over us. We want to be able to manage life. We want to be able to manage our uh, our spiritual well-being and uh, all these things, and so it's it's a very humbling posture to come and say, actually, I I can't. I right. need I need trust in something greater than myself. Uh, I need I need to be trusting in a work that I can't do. Um, so I think it's definitely crucial for us today. How how does that? How does this idea of faith alone in Christ alone? Uh, how does that shape the life of a local church? Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all you know three. Uh, staff pastors at a, at a local church and we're trying to think through this daily especially yeah. right now as we're you know navigating these new waters of being back together right. and um so how how does sola fide shape our everyday life as a local church well you can't be a gospel center church without sola fide yeah so in a way it shapes everything about how the church is oriented and what its message is and so the gospel is that we took Christ's righteousness, he takes our sin. Mm. That is sola fide. Yeah. Like that is that's that is how we're justified through faith in, in that work. So it, it it is the core of our message and it also, in my opinion, it keeps 
you know, as a preaching pastor, it, it informs how I preach and what I emphasize. Mm-hmm. If, if you are holding to and clinging to Sola Fide, your preaching will probably have less life tips, but it'll have a lot more uh, gospel assurances. It'll probably be on mm-hmm. focused on what Christ has done as opposed to what you must do. Uh, and so th- there's now, of course, there's there's a there's a, a line there. Obviously, the gospel um, should inform everything we do and everything we say. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, but the the core fundamental when we say gospel centered, it is a story about something done for us, not a story of something done by us. And that's the fundamental difference. And Sola Fide captures that distinction. Mm. Amen. I think another really important thing in the life of the church with preaching this doctrine is, um, you know, I see a lot of uh, churches get it right at the beginning. In other words, uh, when we're uh, maybe preaching the gospel to a, you know, an unconverted person, we we talk about how um, obviously central and important it is to put all of our faith and trust in Christ. But as we're walking the Christian life, Sometimes I see a lot of, uh, you know, Paul even talks about it in Galatians. You started in the spirit, now you're finishing in the flesh, right? Mm. We start to forget that it, it, even our Christian life is still all about faith alone. Yeah. Like even, yeah. even though we're called, and like Chad was saying, the gospel does call us to do things, but the foundation of what we're standing on is still the work of Christ. You know, um, I think I've said this in one of the other solas, but Spurgeon has this, this wonderful thing, you know, talking about how um, the, the Christian who was saved... Uh, day one requires just as much faith in Christ as the the grandmother who's been saved 90 years and is about to pass on. Like they're yeah. both standing on, you know, faith in Christ and, and and that alone. Yeah. And so I think as we know that when we're preaching the gospel, that's what Chad was getting at. That informs how we preach to our people. Yeah. It's not you were saved by faith alone. Now in your own effort, work out your Christian life. Um, it's you were saved by faith alone. Stand in that faith. And then works flow out of that. Yep. Um, and, and that's the you know the the point that we want to really preach to, and and the point we want to bring out in our message uh, to our our people. Amen. Yeah, I think that's it's uh, why you know as we read passages like Ephesians two, and he says you know that this gift of salvation is through faith, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Then directly after in verse ten says that we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Or good works, right. and it yeah. flows. And it yeah. flows out of that, you know. And I think the Christian that's resting in that foundation of mm-hmm. this is a finished work. Christ yeah. has done it. I'm, I stand justified before God because of what Christ has done. Now the, the weight's off, the pressure's off, mm-hmm. and I can do what I was created to do, which is good works, serve and love others. Right. But the minute we start thinking that our service and our works are gaining us favor in mm-hmm. God's eyes, we're leaving justification by faith alone. And we're moving into that that works domain, and that's a dangerous place to be. Absolutely, yeah. It also is, you know, quite a significant apologetic for the Christian faith as well. That every other religion pretty much has a a list of of rules or a god that you have to please uh, in order to be you know found right or to be blessed or you know. But in Christianity, it's the direct opposite. God takes rebels and shows yeah. grace. Which in our next episode, we'll talk about grace alone. Right. Um, but all of this is received. Uh, not by presenting a, a case or by you know being good enough. It's that he was good enough. That right. Christ came. That he you, God came in the flesh to represent us before Himself, and um, did all that was necessary that we could just receive by faith. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Well, we uh, are really glad to be back to, to some sense of normal. If you're a part of the Highview family, uh, we're looking forward to be able, being able to have you back on campus over the next few weeks. We also uh, would like to you know, ask all of our podcast audience, if you listen to us weekly, uh, check out the new Highview Church website. Uh, we've got some new resources and, of course, links to the podcast on there, as well as if you are in our local area, in the West Georgia area, uh, we would love to see you on a Sunday sometime. So information about all of our reopening plans are available on the new website. And, the brand um, new website. The brand new website. Um, so go check that out. Of course, we'd love to have you back here every, uh, hopefully we can get back on these every week. And I uh, hope you're enjoying this, this uh, series through the five solas. I know we have enjoyed these conversations as well. If you're uh, listening to us on a podcast catcher where you can leave us a rating and review, please do that. Uh, share these with your friends. We'd love to, uh, to be able to just expand our you know, reach here and hopefully have these gospel-centered conversations bless more and more people. So with all that said, we'll see you next time.